This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Now we all know that there's only one Pope, but what if there were two Popes? One, two, Popes kneel before you, that's what I said now with these Popes, these Popes who adore God, just go and pray now with one head, diamonds on his big head, communion bread now, this one won't wear those fancy slippers, that's what he said now. Sanctus, sanctus, habemus papam. And if you don't want to get mad again, don't watch Spotlight now and just want to have some fun at the Vatican. Just watch two popes now. And if you have some sins to confess, just go ahead now. And if you want to see some progress, that's Pope Francis now. We watch the two popes. And we're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun. I want to see cats! I wanted to yuck everybody and I didn't! Yeah, they are. Hey. I'm just killing oh, these disgusting little okay, kids. I love Bazinga. Jesus Christ. Bazinga. Losers, in other words. Oh, why don't you want to get in the bathtub? Bazinga. Bazinga. <laughs> yeah, it's Sicario. Are you familiar with, like, Calvinism as a concept? Hey, all you cool cats and kittens, it's Carol. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens, it's Carol. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens, it's Carol. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens, it's Carol. Welcome to GCF, all you cool cats and kittens. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. And we're here to have good Christian fun. Good Christian fun is the podcast where no matter the times, certain or uncertain, we talk about Christian pop culture, Christian music, Christian movies, entertainment, uh, stuff made for, made by, made to, made from Christians. That means Protestants and Catholics, yo, okay? Both at the same time. Everyone's a Christian. Welcome to our town, Catholics. I don't think you wanted to be here. But we're not here to make fun of you or to make you go to church, which, you know what? We wouldn't even be able to do right now anyway. We're just here to have some good Christian fun. I guess we could do like a Zoom church or a Skype church, a Google Hangout church. But today we're talking about a movie that's kind of Christian pop culture, depending on who you ask. It's a movie... That's called not one, but the two popes. That's right. TTP. Nothing respect for RTP. That's the two popes. Some other TP in the news is getting a lot more coverage these <laughs> days, but we're here to bring it back to the TP that matters. And that is two popes. But to do that, 
we will need a very special guest. So friends and folks, what more can I say about this woman? She is an improviser. She's a comedian and an actress. You can hear on Comedy Bang Bang or Improv for Humans. Friends and folks, give it the hell up for Lisa Gilroy. Hey! Y'all ready for this? Yeah. No, dance. Now, Lisa, we found out ahead of the episode they're actually uniquely prepared for this kind of podcasting. Uniquely qualified. Okay, wait. Also, I just realized how how bad it's already gotten because I did my Space Jam uh, showdown while the GCF music was probably playing, but I couldn't hear it. So now it's just going to sound like I have no respect for singing your praise to the Lord. Oh no, you couldn't hear it at all. Can't I believe you don't it. have respect for that song. Wait, can you hear well, this? It's going to sound awful. Yes, but you know what I mean? When you're on zoom and then you start to talk, it makes everything else less important. Mm-hmm. Just as long as we can hear it. Now, that being said, I have virtually no other clips prepared for the show. <laughs> but wasn't it worth all the technical hiccups to hear? It was worth it. It was worth it. Because here's going to happen. Intro. We're going to decide we need to hear music. puppets singing Kirk Franklin. I love it. I think I'm really impressed with the way people are adapting to the times. The the stick-to-itiveness people are showing. The moxie. People are learning how to record at home and get setups going and start podcasts with their wives and spouses or their children going viral on TikTok. Jack Black himself started a TikTok today. Isn't that nice? Caroline just slipped out of her seat, <laughs> grabbing her phone. Whoa, 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 <laughs> this whoa. I gotta see. Oh my God. Now, Lisa, do you have any comments about the state of the UCB theater? <laughs> uh, oh God. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know. I, people are like afraid it's going to shut down. Yeah. But if it shuts down, then everything's going to shut down. Then the whole world will shut down. Anyways, I will be back doing my solo show, Dillweed, whether th- or not the theater survives. <laughs> yeah, do you want to plug those? Wait, uh, is it true that you're going to be performing a version of the show over um, Instagram Live <laughs> in a couple I, of weeks? I, I wish you knew how many times my husband has tried to make me do this. He's like, in a way, my husband is like, how your mom talks about your career sometimes. He's like, people will love it. You have the costumes. You have, we can set up little lights. People will watch. I'm like, no, I would never do that. Here's the thing. I respect you, Lisa, but in this case, Steve is right. And I would watch. <laughs> and I know you have the costumes and the lights. It would be so demoralizing. And, you know, maybe, maybe Steven Spielberg will see it. And and then, you know, you could, you could write him a letter. That's how Vin Diesel became a movie star. <laughs> Steven right. Spielberg saw a Vin Diesel short film at like one of his daughter's parties and he's like, Well, I'm gonna put that guy in Saving Private Ryan. I'm not kidding. Wait. That's how Vin Diesel came into our Vin lives. Diesel is in Saving Private Ryan? Yeah, he is. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Wait. I used to think he was so hot. Like when I was a child, I was like, I'd love to have sex with that man. With Vin Diesel. Oh my god. Really? No, I get that. I fully get that. I don't get Lisa, it. Lisa, how have you been handling things the last couple of weeks? Quarantine life. You're with your, your sweet hubby throughout it all. What's been the most comforting things right now? In terms of quarantine, I have been, I feel just alternating between laughing and crying. Yeah. Like sometimes I'm just having the most fun and other times I'm just weeping 
inconsolably. So it was my dad's 60th birthday yesterday. So that was really sad because I was supposed to be on like a big trip with him right now. Mm. And so all that got canceled, obviously. And then we had like a little virtual party for him that was like just kind of shitty. And it just everything just made me sad. (laughs) (laughs) No. It is so So, funny. The thing that makes me laugh uh, these days is doing uh, doing like the social things like the Zoom or like Google Hangout birthday parties or even like playing a game with everybody on Jackbox TV or something like that. And then imagining if you were doing it because you wanted to (laughs) and not because you had to. Imagine everyone just like wants to stay home and like, yeah, I'm going to get on Jackbox TV and play an online game with my (laughs) friend as if it was like anybody's choice. Oh, yeah. No, we would never do that. But uh, this is what I was talking to my friend about because my best friend lives in uh, Washington, D.C. And we have been FaceTiming like every night. And that's when I realized that we hardly ever do that. But now that all things are equal and FaceTime doesn't have like, I mean, actual in real life person to person contact doesn't have priority over any other kind of contact. No. You just pick your favorite people. (laughs) That's all you do. And you have picked your favorite people. Have there been any surprising people in your life that you've ended up talking to a lot or even reached out to you that you wouldn't expect? Yeah, actually, some people that like some people from Toronto where I haven't lived in like three years now. Um have reached out and yeah, which is weird. Cause there were people also, I, I had, I didn't really talk to much when I lived in Toronto. So stuff like that's weird, but it's nice. And also like Kevin, you were saying, even you FaceTimed me a couple days ago and you're right. Like etiquette for FaceTime is completely out the window. Like if any of these people had dared to FaceTime me, <laughs> if there wasn't a pandemic, I'd be like, excuse you. This is like coming to my house and ringing my doorbell. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's just being in my house. Anyone can do it. Well, for me, the stage I've gone through it too is like there was such a novelty and a newness to the situation at first. And it did feel there were like as horrible as it all is. It felt a little more like snow day vibes, like right at the beginning. And now that the novelty is worn off and it's not new anymore, it's just kind of like a monotonous part of life that is just like a little bit more cumbersome and annoying the desire to reach out to different people every day has kind of diminished for me. So I've been trying to pick and choose where I can. That's true for me too. I feel really bad because right now I feel like my average response rate for text messages is 48 hours later, which is, there's no excuse for that, but I'm just, I don't look at my phone anymore. The the guilt for an unresponded to text now is tremendously bad. bad for me. Or I've even got like, I think generally it speaks to this whole thing for me of like, I don't like knowing... I don't like anyone knowing where I am at any given moment. Is that weird? Mm. What is Why are you wagging your little finger, Caroline? That's why I turn notifications on. Oh, yeah. We were talking about off mic before <laughs> we started. Caroline said she used to have notifications for any time I tweeted so she would know where I was at. Not physically where you're at, but emotionally, yes. Because <laughs> oh, sometimes I didn't know. I thought you meant geographically. I did, but I changed my mind. Now, if <laughs> judging by the tweets alone, and we've talked other than tweets, but judging by the tweets alone in the last seven days, where do you think I'm at right now? Bitter. Um, <laughs> you are... Really? Uh, let's see. Single-handedly oh. taking down Ellen DeGeneres. Bitter? I'm not a bitter person. And then, you know, and also some classic Kevin, like funny. <laughs> uh, oh. Lying. 
<laughs> lying. Oh my gosh. Let me ask you this, Lisa. How has uh, your church adapted to the quarantine situation? I'm going to assume it's not like the church in Florida where the man just got arrested for holding uh, <laughs> services with got like more than 250 people there. He's like, we're fine. We have... His, his rationale is we have machines that blow viruses off of you when you walk into the sanctuary. So you're oh actually safer God. here than you are anywhere what? else. He actually said that? Yeah. Oh, oh shit. He did. That's bad. Um, well, our church is doing like digital, digital get down, which I actually don't care about and haven't watched any of them, which is like probably bad. But I, I can't believe what a nice break it is to not have anything to do on a Sunday. Yeah, so for you, it's a little more of a snow day on Sunday. Yeah, like I just, I just don't tune in, and I feel like maybe that's rude, but I'm loving it. But are you guys going to your digital churches? I, I've participated in mine a little bit, and it uh, does kind of suck. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it suck? It's just like, I mean, like the message, the like the message stuff is fine, and it's actually like kind of fun to chat in the comments on the side, which is like basically the equivalent of like texting each other during church or passing notes and like making jokes or getting off track or just having like side talk and, and that for like whatever the message is. But anytime they're like, all right, now get into your discussion groups. We're going to randomly assign you to people on zoom. It's just like, Whoa. Whoa. Wait, and you're actually there. Like you're, you're on like face. You're yeah. Yeah. Just, you're, you're on the zoom oh, thing. Oh my God. So that <laughs> I, really I opted out of for the most part, but uh, yeah, that was <laughs> right. a little strange for me. But, that's cool. I feel like that's that sounds. I like mean, everyone's more fun. trying and everyone's like adapting, and I feel like two weeks from now we're all going to be better at it than we were two weeks ago, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting the ways people have uh, decided to pivot and who was like uh, ready for this moment in some ways, and people who were not. Because some people were yeah. like halfway there already, and some people are just kind of flailing. I also just one last thought on church. I think I realized during this pandemic, I spend ninety nine percent of the service just on my phone, actively not listening. So I just don't want to do that in my living room while it's on TV. Yeah, mm-hmm. although you have the most excuse to do that on, your, on the TV in the living room, right? Yeah, but then so it's like, like, why even turn it on? Because really, yeah, I'm going to church so I can TV. talk to people after the service, and I also like the music. It depends but on, yeah. If it's like, just going to be music on the radio, yeah. then I'll just do that. Is that the biggest the charge for you, is like getting the worship music and then talking to people? I actually don't really like talking to people. It's just music. I know it's horrible. And guys, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm backsliding hard. <laughs> Wait, how do you mean backsliding? What's going on? <laughs> like, I just feel like I, I, I just like, church is not my number one favorite place to be. No, I get that. That's not number one for hardly anyone who listens to this. Lisa, I, see I know, but Satan like on hovering over your shoulder right now. Truly, I would not be surprised. But like, I used to enjoy going on Sundays, and I just feel like lately, I don't know. I just feel like I'm not that into it anymore. Well, it is funny how something like this mm. can like render what is already teetering on the edge of irrelevance in your life fully irrelevant because yeah. you're like oh, why am I even pretending to care about this? Like even the things that you care about at your core and like relationships that you care about at your core, when it even tests those, the things that you're kind of like 50-50 or a little bit iffy on already, I feel like it's it's gonna, I think this is gonna be a great like um, reshift of priority for us all as far as that stuff goes. Totally. I was even wondering, like career wise, I feel like tons of people are going to change career or like I'm just sitting here in my apartment constantly thinking like, 
do I do comedy? What is comedy? Am I good at it? Why do I do it? Do I like it? Do I even have fun doing it or do I have more fun being quarantined not doing it? I know exactly like, what you mean. No, and it is so funny to think about like, there's all these games of comparison that we play all the time with this stuff and especially in fields like this where it's just like, well, this person got this and she got that and she's doing really well and blah, 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 blah. And now to know that everyone's equally not doing well. <laughs> You know what I mean? That everyone's like kind yeah, it's of like weirdly comforting. And I, I keep thinking about because before I feel like I would obsess over deadline articles and like who got that thing I auditioned for. Um, and oh, I just got a notification that the meeting has been upgraded. Hey. Upgrade. Can't wait for my drinks to be delivered. <laughs> we do have a courier coming over. He is risking his life for your martini, but he'll be there in 20 minutes. <laughs> But yeah, I used to read, like, scan deadline and see who got what. And now, and there was women before this all hit that I'd be like, oh, fuck, that girl got it. Or this, wow, they're shooting, they just started shooting this pilot now, or they cast this person with it. And I can't imagine, like, if this had been a year for me to book something and then to have it be like, you know, you finally get to share your deadline article and be like, can't believe it. I'm cast as the lead in this pilot, (laughs) feeling so blessed, booked and blessed. And then two days later, shut like it's shut down forever. Yeah. It'd be terrible. Yeah, that'd be embarrassing. So has anything come up for you that like you feel like you care about more or things that you've even been surprised by? Like, oh, wow, I didn't know I cared about this as much. That's a great question, Kevin. I think uh, really the just doing nothing like baths are suddenly very important to me. Must have an hour long bath daily. Must. <laughs> a Victorian lady. Must. <laughs> it simply must. I simply must have my short neighborhood walk and my long bath. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten really, really into the hummingbirds that live outside my apartment. Oh, I'm jealous. See, there's some positive, there's some teeny tiny positive side effects. The air well, maybe not today, but generally the air in LA has been a little less smoggy and a lot more clear. No traffic for when you want to drive by the beach and not get on it. Uh, <laughs> I, and, you know, other things like, although I will say I went to get takeout the other night and it felt like a death defying mission impossible and I'm never going to yeah. do it again. I'm Why? Never what happened? Gonna, I went because I wanted to support a local business. Like, oh, they must be doing so hard right now, blah, blah, blah. So I ordered some stuff and and I went to pick it up so I wasn't putting like a Postmates person out. And then I get there and the line's out the door for this like independently owned restaurant in Pasadena, California on Colorado Boulevard. And I was like, oh, surely I will be their benefactor. They'll be thanking me. (laughs) You're welcome. There's like 12 (laughs) other people there. So it's very hard to feel useful uh, right now to anybody in any meaningful way. But also the lineup out the door thing, it's like, well, we also have to be six feet apart. So any lineup looks really intense. I've also experienced that. Yeah. Where you just, you're not even allowed to line up in the place. So it feels like it's extremely busy. Yeah. Cause usually like beforehand we were like touching butts in that line and now you can't do that anymore. <laughs> I guess you can't do that now. Thanks a lot. Corona. <laughs> nice guys Thanks, like me Corona. can't get in line to get my pad tie. <laughs> Uh, I feel like, but ordering delivery, isn't that also kind of good? Because then you give someone a tip and they get paid for a delivery. Yeah, I guess so. I just feel bad putting a body in harm's way, even if they- I keep thinking that too. I've been desperately wanting to order like puzzles and paint by numbers, but I'm like, so some Amazon Prime delivery person is going to come deliver this spoiled little bitch her crafts and put (laughs) themselves in the way of a life-threatening virus. Seems not, not good. No. Yeah, but you know what? Self care is so important right now, and the best <laughs> way can... <laughs> it 
is it's kind of putting that to the test too like all the rhetoric that we've built up about like self-care and like you know you need to love yourself first and blah 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 but like all that stuff and like what we actually mean when we say all that is fully being put to the test now too how are you caring for yourself kev oh man uh you know just trying to stay active on my group chats and check in with my people a good amount uh sometimes it's life sucking and sometimes it's life giving but it feels good to be in the flow of it and it's been funny i've been surprised like sometimes i'll like mention something offhandedly and then like very sweet a friend of mine after i mentioned something offhandedly in like a big group zoom thing he called me the next day on facetime like one-on-one he was like Hey, I just wanted to talk to you because I know you said you were feeling blah, blah, blah the other day. So, like, how are you doing with all that? And just, like, people are being very sincere and sweet. I'm trying to keep myself open to, like, good surprises from people and being, like, positively surprised by people's kindness and their gestures and even, like, the attempts made by people, even if they're not perfect. I think everyone's, you know, literally doing their best right now. So as far as like self-care for you and comfort, I feel like on this show, we talk about like media that we go back to and stuff that is like such a comfort for us. Like, oh, when I'm blah, 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 I I watch this over and over again, or I binge the West Wing or I do whatever. Like, have you found yourself particularly attracted or gravitated back towards certain media during this trying time? (laughs) It's the same. I have the same uh, like default anytime I'm sad or stressed out. I always go on r slash awe on Reddit. It's the only place I can feel safe. (laughs) R slash awe. Yeah, it's truly just pictures of animals being cute and having a good time. And I was saying just the other day. How many what? Oh, it's two Ws. Two Ws, thank you. Um, it's a lifesaver. And I can spend hours on it and I don't feel bad after. You know, I always feel better at the end. Oh, that's and so I was telling Steve it's a (laughs) No, no, that's the wrong Caroline. Keep typing it in. (laughs) No. But yeah, I was telling Steve, it's probably a little like creepy, but I was saying it's kind of like um, animal, like, okay, so it's not porn, obviously, but I was drawing, Mm, (laughs) I was drawing a connection (laughs) to, I feel like it has that effect on me where I could scroll for so long. There's only so long I can handle it before I have to put my phone down and go grab my cat and cuddle my cat. It's like it has that effect on me. Yeah. <laughs> Horny for cuddles. Exactly. Like, Caroline, I dare you to scroll for 10 minutes without touching Scampi afterwards. Oh, wait. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, Gang, I'm so sorry I didn't put this at the front of the show, but um, you both have an announcement to make concerning the future oh, yes. of your respective pets. <laughs> well, we'll see if the celebration is able, able to happen now, you know, oh, yeah. with all of it. We'll probably have to postpone, but um, yeah, Kevin, thanks for apologizing for not putting it at the front of the show. I I did think that was weird. You're welcome. I just want to attend to both of your needs. Yeah, I didn't want to be a diva about it. Yeah. So um, Caroline had been making Instagram stories about Scampi, uh, her very beautiful cat. And I've always thought that Moose, my cat, and Scampi could have like a healthy, good relationship. I feel like they have a lot in common. Um, and so Moose asked Scampy to marry him. Wow. Oh, okay, Caroline's playing going to the chapel. Oh. Yeah. So. Um Scampy said yes. Well, I'm very excited. 
I've always hoped that she would meet a, a nice young cat. Um, to be honest, I didn't know if she was straight or not, so this was kind of an interesting discovery for me as well. Well, she could be bi. She could be pan. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. How close-minded. And isn't that me. woke I'm of sorry. me to point that out? And isn't that, that interesting? That was woke of you. Yeah. And, <laughs> Skippy is busy preparing her trousseau, uh, which is her litter box. It's filled. Yeah, I don't know. I'm really excited. And it's a big, It's yeah, it's a big uh, bringing together two kingdoms, I'd say. You know, the totally. kingdoms. Kingdoms. Wow. And it's going to bring a lot of peace to the nation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is how we heal. This is first how we heal. Now, neither Lisa nor Caroline has asked me to officiate yet, but if they were to, I would gladly and humbly accept the honor of their request. Mm. I think we'll keep looking. Okay. Yeah. Great. Cool, cool, cool. We might need like a DJ. No, I don't think you would you would want me you to have DJ Spotify, right? <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I do. Here's what I do at weddings. I am the MC at I've I've been the MC at like three different friends' weddings. Me too. And I have started asking people, please don't ask me. Because it's truly the only way to guarantee you will not have a fun, relaxing time. It feels so, so bad. It feels so bad to have like a, just a little menial. It's always like, it always feels like, like a consolation prize from certain friends too, where it's like, well, we don't love you enough to put you in the wedding party, but I don't know. You're kind of funny. Do you want to MC? <laughs> like, do you want to? <laughs> okay, Kev, this is the way, because people kept asking Steve and I to do it like as a couple. Yeah. We, we did to six MC weddings as together. a couple? MCing. Yeah. We did wow. six. So you must have been very good at it. We developed a system. Here's a way for anyone listening. I almost feel a little bit nervous to divulge this in a public platform, but in case somebody asks me, they're going to know this is exactly hey. the, this is the tactic. If you have constantly been asked to be an MC at a wedding and you do not like to do it, this is what you do. The couple will inevitably take you for lunch or coffee or something. And then there's like that moment where they look all excited because they have already announced, they sent out the save the dates and whatever. And they look at you like, this is going to be the greatest honor of your life. You know, Kev? Oh, you know. You know, and there's that moment you can tell they're about to ask you. I've seen it. Yeah. Okay. So then they go like, so we were wondering if you would MC our wedding. And then you go, you guys, I actually was coming to tell you guys today that I don't know if I can come to the wedding because I have this gig that I blah, 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 blah. And then they go, no, that's too bad. And then right on the very last day where you can put in your RSVP, you magically can come. And by then they've already asked another MC. Hell yes. This is very good. So then you don't have to be the asshole that's like, no, I don't want to do it. I love this. But you are also telling your friend, I would take a gig over your wedding, given the opportunity. Caroline, this is not a friend who's close enough to have you in the bridal party. Keep in mind, as Kevin pointed out. (gasps) Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. If it was a bridesmaid position, you you couldn't. Yeah. Then you just do it. But bridesmaids is is easier. I feel, especially because I live so far away from all my close friends. So I never have to do any of the duties. Lisa, how many (laughs) bridesmaids did you have in your wedding? Well, you know, I was a young bride, so of course I had too many. How many? That's was always it how though? it goes, isn't it? I think I had five. Five. Okay, I've yeah. seen. I've five. seen some that are like eight or nine. So you're on the yeah, low. Yeah, the younger you are, the more. In you a have. wedding where they had sixteen. Holy shit! On one side or in total? No, that was one side. That was just bridesmaids. Sixteen. 
That's also so much pressure for the guy to scrounge up 16 friends that you know he doesn't have. I know. I know. I actually, I can't remember. I think he did have that many too, but he, he is also like a very well-connected person. So for him, it was like, all right, great. Then like all my pals get an invite. That's great. That's hey. crazy. How many did you yeah. have, Caroline? I had five. Yeah. But I feel like if I got married now, I'd have like three max. Yeah. I think I would just have my sister probably if I was married now. Really? All my other friends. How many would you have, Kev? Thank you. Zip zero zilch, I think. As, as, oh, really? You just do? You do like super small ceremony? That's family tradition, though. It feels like because my siblings both had like no wedding party too. Oh, really? Yeah. So it always feels kind of well, what are we doing here? Like the pomp and circumstance of that stuff. I'd love to like celebrate my friends and make them feel special, but. I don't know if that's the best way to do it is to like give them tasks to do (laughs) and like a rehearsal dinner, like, Oh, dinner's free. And then you have to do a bunch of other, you're just standing there. You're just like, "Uh uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. It's just like during the ceremony. Just watching you get dressed. Like nice. Yeah. Oh, the wedding photos where it's like, I'm doing my tie. And the guy's like, Hey, you got this, man. You got this. (laughs) You got this. Now, before we take a little break and get into the topic here, Lisa Gilroy, I do want to ask, like, generally, how everything that's going on right now, the kind of rejiggering of all your priorities, what you've been learning about yourself and stuff, how this has all affected how you think of God or view God, if it's affected prayer life stuff or not, if you even pray anymore, who cares? Like, is God even relevant in life right now in the age of Corona? Hmm. You know, I'm glad we watched Two Popes. I know we're not getting into it yet, but I I just finished watching it right before I got on this call with you guys. And that's probably the most I've thought about God in a long time. So yeah, to be honest, I haven't really been looking at any of this through a spiritual lens. I feel like I just got to such a point in my career where like I would pray enthusiastically for some things. And like, I feel like I was so rooted in faith in the beginning. And then just like everything can just be so shitty and then so good. And it just keeps going like that back and forth until infinity. And so finally I just realized like, I actually don't know if that's having any bearing on anything that's happening in my life. So it has been a while. I'd say it's been like a couple months since I even prayed. I mean, in some like emergencies, you know, you got to do it. (laughs) In some emergencies, (laughs) yeah. In terms of like, yeah, habitual prayer, I haven't thought about this at all spiritually at all. Yeah, I get that. What about you guys? I'm curious to know. I haven't talked about it with anyone in this way. Uh, I've uh, I've prayed a little bit here and there, but nothing particularly – Intense or intentional, I still find a lot of faith fulfilled in my day-to-day life by people more than like, God's got this. And it is like chronological snobbery to think like, how could a good God allow Corona? You know, even that stuff, that's not even so much my thing because there's always been horrible things forever. There's always been natural disasters and plagues and good men dying and good people dying. Like, so that's not really it so much as like, it doesn't just, it doesn't feel germane to like being a good neighbor to people is like, um, because right now it feels like the priority for me and everything I do in my life is being like actually being a good neighbor to people 
and meaning like not even just people I like talking to on FaceTime and having fun with, but like people I don't know and the people that I don't know that they don't know and all those people because of the ripple effects of this. And because of that, I don't find that my actions need to be um, kind of judged up by like a faith lens or like an aspect of Christianity where it's like, well, I'm staying home because like, you know, like in the garden of Gethsemane, Jesus would want me to blah, 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 blah. I just, yeah, I haven't found it to be particularly useful yet. I've found some prayer to be relaxing and good for me and good for myself sometimes, but I haven't found like my thoughts have shifted even to like a crisis of faith of like, where's God and all this, but just like, it it does feel like, I don't know if I need this right now. And I feel like we can be good people to each other and we can be good to each other without any of this. Yeah, that's great. And maybe that'll change. I don't know. Ever evolving fluid situation. What about you, Caroline? I don't know. I also like haven't prayed in a long time or I'm not really going to church really or doing devos or any other evidence of Christianity necessarily. And um, sniffing dog can sniff out of Christianity on this girl. (laughs) No evidence. My neighbors wouldn't know I was a Christian. I'll just say that. Um, they don't hear worship music like you and Nate having like a little worship. What if we did like an Instagram live worship set in the living room? God, I hear my, you know what? My neighbor sharing this wall with me right now as I point to it on my Zoom chat. Yeah. She prays like, sometimes like really, really loud, like, Jesus, I declare that where there is corruption in the government, it would fall. Where there is like the prayers like that. You're hearing the words. Oh yeah. Oh, she's loud. And then she was talking on the phone at like four in the morning, really loud. And I got up and I knocked on the wall and she kept talking. So I knocked again. She went, I heard you. And I was like, oh, no evidence of Christianity (laughs) there. (laughs) (laughs) Not such a good neighbor, are we? Um, I feel like I, I only pray now really if people like ask me to like if someone's like hey this person's in the hospital like please please pray over them you know or if you get like tagged in a prayer challenge on instagram yeah have you gotten tagged in a prayer challenge (laughs) no i don't think those exist i've never heard of that prayer challenge what are you supposed to do like instead of push-ups you look yeah like 10 prayers (laughs) just a long instagram story we've been like (laughs) i honestly love that so, uh, yeah, I feel like similar to Kevin, I I actually feel that it is like, uh, I don't know if this is the same thing as spiritual, but it does feel cool being like having the reality that someone else's well-being directly affects my well-being and vice versa, like in sharp right. relief in a big way. And like we talk about that corona aside, you know, about like poverty or people who are just having trouble or whatever. And in, in the two popes, which we'll talk about, that kind of feeling of, you know, that's not really my problem or that's them. Surely someone else is taking care of it or something. Um, there is something kind of special about this time that, yeah, like if I mess up, that hurts someone else directly. And if they mess up, that will hurt me, too. And it goes way down the chain. It's just not it's not just the person I even like live directly with, you know. So um, that's kind of cool. I, I feel like similar to Kevin, I feel very connected to the world. That's great. You know, it's like, um, did you guys see that Megan Amram tweet about what Corona is doing? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, I didn't. The Megan Amram tweet is, oh my God, I got to find it so I don't beef it. Um, Corona is a black light in America is a cum stained hotel room. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Vivid, right? 
Yeah. But just in the sense of like exposing the truth. I'm the cum. And we're the cum. (laughs) Good cum fun. No, but just in terms of like exposing whatever the truth is of a relationship or a system or infrastructure, it feels like um, they're like what Caroline was saying. There's something beautiful. If the truth revealed about the infrastructure of relationship in a community or a culture is everyone's dependency or need for one another. If that's like the ultimate truth revealed about this, there's something like terrifying about that, but then also beautiful if we can like enact positive change in that sort of sense. So do either of you too feel like you have realized you would like to lose some relationships post Corona? No, no, I don't think so. Yeah. I I, I haven't felt that way. That's good. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) Uh, I don't either. I was just curious if anyone else. Oh, you haven't either? (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) Are you sure? (laughs) I could come up with three if you push me on Are you looking at one right now? (laughs) Maybe. It's Lisa. Um, (laughs) Oh, never. No, if you have to Sophie's Choice, me or Lisa, pick Lisa any day of the week. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Protect Lisa at all costs. Oh boy. I'm a little angel. I'm just curious. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are like, hmm, I didn't even think about reaching out to this person this whole time, or they didn't reach out to me, or when we did talk, it actually wasn't that fun because we weren't drinking, or I don't know, something like that. I've gotten oh, raw yeah. about some family stuff, obviously, as I've, I've like alluded to or talked about on the show before. And then, like, you know, family is family, and, and I have a pretty good relationship with my family, and I like and love all of them. And even like little gestures, oh, you'll love this, Caroline. I got a bag of popcorn in the mail from my family as like a little gift. My parents sent me a bag of red velvet cheddar popcorn that's so good. I can't describe to you how good. Red velvet cheddar? It's it's so good. I really can't describe to you how good this cheddar popcorn is. Is it homemade? No, it's like from some company they've been buying from for years. I remember having it when I was home for Christmas, but... That's one of those things. It was a gift, though, even though gifts are not one of my love languages, because throughout this whole thing, they're in Oklahoma. And so their experience of this is similar in some ways, but a little bit different than what we're going through in like California and Los Angeles County specifically even. So I was like, do you guys even care? Do you guys even care about me? And so I was, I was going through that a little bit. And then they mailed that and and even just like, it was a small gesture. It's not like, wow, this means this popcorn <laughs> means everything to me, but like, the thought of it and the effort of it was uh, meaningful to me. So I feel that's like... so great. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing of it is you just want to um, share this moment and even have like the forethought of like, oh, 10 years from now, we're going to be looking back on this of like, oh my God. And I have found like some relationships have sweetened in this time. If I can be, you know, a basic person in a in a community group about it like there's been some like <laughs> some sweetness of like the relationships that have been growing during this time that is so intense and maybe it's like trauma bonding that has like a short tail to it but it's been nice to connect with like a, maybe like a couple of people every day I've talked to and everyone's just like well how are we doing today and it's just like you know yeah. what's the report and for that little friend group it's been like really nice to just check in and like the mundanity of that and having having zoom calls where there's not an expectation of everyone's full undivided attention has been great because you can drift off you can check your text messages you can half listen you can play a game you can go make dinner and come back in the room and having like a casualness to some of those calls so i recommend for for anyone listening like 
Maybe, you know, you can do a group call, but you don't need it to be super intense for an hour and a half. You can just have it on. And even that's nice. And you can sort of replicate that feeling of like, eh, we're just kind of hanging out in the living room together. That is possible. Yeah, that's nice. I fully fell asleep on one, so I condone that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I they should that. do with the church one, too. It's just people can kind of like come in and out of the room. The yeah, real church service should be. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I would have walked into church and been like, "No, nah, today's not my day." Now, I'm Lisa, you, now. you might you might be able minutes. to build on some of Caroline's ideas for what church should be that uh, we discussed yeah. many years ago. First was Kevin, like, I just realized, oh no, it's coming to being TV church. TV church. This is what you always wanted. Not like this. Monkey's not paw. Like this. <laughs> oh, I'll let you have a TV church, Caroline. <laughs> Although it it only it has to be only a half hour long, and that's music included. Oh, so whoa. I don't know if y'all are making TV church really happen. The way or twenty two minutes and then commercials also. I, Caroline, yes, I want to. Could I pay you a hundred dollars to do a version of TV church on your Instagram live? <laughs> what you think TV church should be? Hmm. Instagram Live. Ugh. Oh my gosh! What a I'm not desperate. What a platform snob. Wait, do you think I'm <laughs> desperate for going live on Instagram Live? Oh, I liked your music. No nice. comment. <laughs> Wait, what are you doing on Instagram Live, Kev? I didn't see anything. Sometimes I talk to people. Sometimes Elmo talks to people. Sometimes I oh, find out uh, people those. are racist, <laughs> and sometimes I just play. What a do you mean you find out people phone. are racist? Uh, fun off mic story. I'll tell you about later. Oh, okay. <laughs> I hope Elmo was involved. I thought about doing a live stream when I was cutting my hair, and then I was like, wait. Nobody fucking cares about me. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. We care about you so much on the Good Christian. I would have enjoyed podcast. that. <laughs> well, I'm glad you and Steve are staying safe. I'm glad you guys have each other. I'm glad you still love each other throughout it all. Yes. Well, let's take a break and we'll be right back with more Good Christian fun. This headgum podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code headgum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. 
Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time to dive into the topic. Come on, let's go. Not zero. Not one. <laughs> but tattoo pops. <laughs> it's a tattoo pops. Oh, we make a nice pope for you. We got the one a pope. We got the two a pope. Double the pope and double the fun. <laughs> Do a German one. No, I can't. Ratzinger. You can't? Nine pops? Uno pop? Nine. Wait, what's what's German for one? Damn it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Und? Und? I don't know. Dos. Do? Toi? See, I found out that you have a spotless Italian impression and you have a spotless German impression, too. Yeah, the Undos da Toi was really good count. <laughs> hey, Lisa, if you want to bring some German to the table, I'm more than willing to hear it. Eins, zwei, drei. Okay. Eins, that's one. What's eins? Eins is one. Okay, what's eins, two? Vai. 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 A popas. A popas. <laughs> the two of the popas. Every time they called him El Papa, I was like, Papa. <laughs> oh, I hope I would not to do anything offensive on the good Christian Funana podcast. Uh, Funana. Let's let's take a listen, at least, to the trailer for the two popas. It's oregano. Your gardener gave it to me. You're very popular. I just try to be myself. Whenever I try to be myself, people don't seem to like me very much. Confidential church documents were allegedly leaked to the press. Alleging corruption and misconduct among the clergy. I hope this business is not too distressing. Does a shepherd run away with the wolves up here? And moving in directions I can no longer condone. I've struggled to do what must be done, but I've lost. Hopes can't resign. If you do this, you will damage the papacy forever. I can no longer sit on the chair of St. Peter. You're mistaken. You are serious. I cannot play this role anymore. There's a saying. God always corrects one pop by presenting the world with another pop. I should quite like to see my correction. Reform needs a politician. The most important qualification for any leader is not wanting to be leader. It's not me who needs to be satisfied. It's 1.2 billion believers. You're the right person. Church needs to change and you could be that change. It could never me. The grand doors have slammed shut and will remain so till the next pope has been chosen. From that balcony up there, nothing is static in nature, not even God. Where should we find him if he's always moving? On the journey? Oh, perhaps we'll find God over there on the journey. I'll introduce you to him. Cantare. Just remember that you are not God. You're only human. The Tua de Popsa. The Tua Popas. So this is the movie that came out from Netflix last year, 2019. 
uh, the final full calendar year of movies. <laughs> uh, it's starring Anthony Hopkins and Jonathan Price, who were nominated for Academy Awards for this movie. This was by far the least watched movie, at least in the Oscar party I went to, out of all the Academy, like the major Academy Award nominated movies from last year. And the Netflix synopsis is at a key turning point for the Catholic Church. Pope Benedict forms a surprising friendship with future Pope Francis, inspired by true events. How much are you guys up on just like general like Catholic culture of like how the role of the Pope functions in the church or the papacy in general and cardinals and bishops and all that stuff? I know nothing about any of that. I can barely keep my own shit together. What do I have to do with those people? <laughs> but I was shocked by how many people in the movie care so much. And I mean, I knew that from news and stuff, but the way they wait outside, like it's a Backstreet Boys concert and they the same scream, thing. it's crazy. I go waiting for hours out in the rain. And they're, pe- and they're not like old people either. They're people of all walks mm-hmm. of, pe- definitely people our age. And they're just Nobody so simply Ratzinger. so excited. Yeah. I feel like I had like a first grader understanding of the hierarchy and how it's passed down. Uh, but no, this was a big learning lesson for me. It was a learning lesson. Oh, it was a learning lesson. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I said first grade. <laughs> <laughs> you embodied first grade. I, I know basically next to nothing about like, even the fact that like a Pope resigning is different from a Pope die- dying, which was fully news to me. And yeah, because then he was like, no, 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 you can't, you can't. There was one year when, remember then they said there was one year where there was two popes. Or they said there was one was time when three. there was two popes or three yeah. or something. And he was like, but they, it wasn't at the same time. Like it was just some sort of, I didn't like know they what they were have talking died about. in the same year. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think part of the reason we picked this movie is because right now people are catching up on film and TV that they haven't had the chance to and people have like a good lot of extra time that they didn't before. This is available on Netflix. It's streaming on Netflix forever because Netflix produced it, so it's not going anywhere. Uh, And I thought it was like, I saw it pop up on so many like feel good, like cozy little movies that you can watch (laughs) with your family, like little little buddy bromance movies. So I thought, oh, this might be a nice, you know, uh, rather than like deconstructing why the Reliant K guy is a dumbass or something, we could just, you know, watch two fine British thespians, one of which looks exactly like pope francis jonathan price yeah. looks so much like pope francis it's crazy hopkins they do some makeup okay, and pope francis is the current pope right current yeah pope. that's the argentinian pope. okay yeah he's yes. cool i mean and i knew when he came into his popahood i <laughs> really i knew <laughs> that he was a cool pope and i don't know anything about it like if that could travel to me who doesn't give a shit about any of that then he must have been really cool this Pope the fucks. I did see the documentary <laughs> that came out a couple of years ago called Pope Francis, a man of his word. And I mean, it's a very glowing portrayal of it as is this movie TBH. And it does gloss over like some stuff with him where like he had some complicity and cover up of abuse and stuff, but they didn't gloss over it. They w- they went into it. Well, they, uh, they went into, uh, like Pope. the child abuse stuff. Yeah, they went into Benedict's uh, complicity. Oh, they didn't go into Francis. Yeah. Like it's, I mean, obviously, like they really broadened the characters and simplified certain things, but they did actually contend with a lot of like shortcomings and failures of both of them in really interesting ways. I thought it was so interesting 
when the music just like boomed over his confession to Pope Francis so you couldn't even hear it because it was so aberrant. So disturbing. Yeah, Yeah. it was so disturbing to even hear. But uh, this movie, I I really had no expectation of it and I hadn't heard nothing but like a generally positive buzz about it. And I was so surprised to see how it was shot like uh, like a like the movie Traffic from 2000 or some like drug lord like documentary mm-hmm. movie, just like we a would, bunch like, of zoom in on wild him out of zooms yeah. and shaky cam <laughs> without any like image stabilization. <laughs> and it's it's based on a play. It's based on a play of the same name, uh, oh. written by Anthony McCarden, who wrote the screenplay, and he also did. Um, uh, uh, what was the movie? He did the Theory of Everything, that Stephen Hawking movie. He did Bohemian oh. Rhapsody. So he's like, uh, his whole thing is like taking real life characters and then making little movies that are like semi-autobiographical, semi-biographical, but not quite really about them. But um, do you think the Pope, Pope Francis, has seen this movie? I don't know. I was trying to find that out in the research. Has Pope Francis seen it? They're both still alive. Benedict's like 92 or three years oh my old. Gosh. And he, he would not understand the movie, I feel. He didn't he couldn't get any jokes or anything in the actual movie. <laughs> no. It was, yeah, it was, it was very good, very funny. Also, shots to Anthony Hopkins for like legit playing the piano in the movie. No fakies there. Oh wow. Yeah. And I also was, speaking and all, all the languages. 17 yeah. languages they had to do. I couldn't believe it. I was yeah. I was going to take notes when I watched and I forgot and I just have a piece of paper that says everyone speaks every language. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we That's were in enough. good I would knew we were we were in good hands when they were voting for Pope to the tune of Dancing Queen by Abba. Yeah. <laughs> Abba. Oh, I was going to say like I have so many thoughts about the movies and like so many like glowing hearts in my eyes for Pope Francis. And then I realized like he's a lot, uh, he could be also very problematic in addition to being like doing some cool stuff. So just as a uh, disclaimer, disclaimer, thank you. I think I'm going to like just say I'm talking about the performance of Pope Francis or like of, of these guys versus like what they're probably like in real life because there's just so much history there and so much with the Catholic church that I have no idea about. And I think none of us yeah. do probably, but like, so I don't want to, I don't know, step on something that's probably actually way more complicated and in, in being like, Pope Francis is the best Pope and I love him and everything he does is good. Well, to he's me. the better Pope, right? Like, he's probably <laughs> he's the better, best Pope yeah. they've ever had. He might yeah. not be the best person in the world, but yeah. Well, and even the complicated feeling I have about like, I mean, he's the best Pope ever, but he's still like on a throne of, a lot of shit, you know? So like how great is it to be a pope in the first place when you're like that deep in the Catholic Church and all that stuff? I can't stuff? imagine. Like when they showed him getting chosen as pope and coming out and then they like cut to his like town in Argentina where they're all watching him become pope. I'm like, is that like having a friend that gets on SNL? <laughs> 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 like, wait, what a weird feeling. <laughs> Perfect comparison. Yeah, I mean, times, <laughs> of, but ass. everyone watches SNL. <laughs> hey, everyone in America. Wait, you're saying SNL is more relevant than the papacy? No, no I'm, I'm saying just... as, but as if everyone right now watched SNL in the country. Oh, that you gotcha, lived gotcha, in. gotcha. Like gotcha. We yes, all, yes, yes, yes. Like felt like we had to or something. Yeah. I mean, we can, uh, and just to add to Caroline's disclaimer, I'll quote a uh, friend of the show, Patrick Walsh's Letterboxd review, in which he gave the movie two stars and he said 
cute buddy comedy about one of the most evil organizations on earth. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we know we've talked about Spotlight. You can listen to that episode we did a few years ago. So all that. Uh, that's I haven't seen Spotlight. And I thought it was crazy in the movie, too, how they talked about like nine children suffering is worse than losing nine million followers of the church. If you know, it's that better. If they were like, open. that was. Oh, yeah. It was better than nine kids to have a terrible life. So yeah, this believe. this kind of movie is extreme. Like it is, it's like KTP catnip for like anything that's like it's a play. It's really talky. It's like we're debating <laughs> ideas and like we're both good people basically, but come at it from a different way. And it was so. Well, and it's too like self-professed virgins with a Fitbit also, which is okay. That one was You a hole. <laughs> oh my god virgin with a it. fitbit was is that in your notes i want to see your notes now no baby oh, oh god. my god you self-professed self-professed self-proclaimed if you will but yeah so it was extremely uh up my alley in terms of like the setup for it but then overall like i thought i didn't need as many flashbacks as we got into like what happened with the Argentinian, uh, you know, war back in the 70s? And then what happened? Like, I like some of the stuff when it was the conflict with um, Pope Francis when he was like a young man. He was maybe going to marry that woman. But um, otherwise, I didn't fully need all of it. I thought that was kind of bullshit, too, how he left that girl hanging. <laughs> I, I feel know, like he was, was going to propose to her. And then anything that he basically he, he would have like he said any God would have stopped him anyhow. But I'm like pretty much you knew you wanted to be a bishop, and so you would have let anything stop you. You would have mm-hmm. interpreted anything as a sign. Totally, yeah. Um, I I really liked the Argentinian uh, flashback only because I felt like it sharpened so much of why he is the way he is and why he cares so much about trying to like be poor and be hands-on and stay on those people's levels because that's what he learned from the friends that he tried to stop from doing their mission work and like tried to stop them from serving basically and he thought it was more important to protect themselves I, I I feel like that sharpened a lot for the movie too and it made the stakes so much higher of like his guilt and his growth and like his uh, idea of what God is or what like service is and everything yeah, no, I, I and I want that story in there, and I want, like, his complicity of, like, okay, how do we measure lives and, like, little decisions that we all make in terms of compromise of, like, the little for the most and stuff. I think just the depiction of it and just it felt like a flashback episode of a TV show. Like, what if Pope was young? And then just, like, watching that <laughs> for 45 minutes. And, and so, if you don't believe he's young, it's in black and white. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that's what... So I was like, if they could have illustrated that in, like, maybe a more creative or interesting way i don't know so animation yes if it was animated like harry potter when they showed the elder one getting broken with all the horcruxes oh my gosh what one thing i didn't appreciate about the flat the flashbacks was uh i I, the color contacts like when actors have to wear color contacts to look like other actors. Did you notice so that? So bizarre. Yeah, it drives me like crazy. You cannot have a brown eye that you suddenly turn. Daenerys yes. did that in uh, Irishman, and it looked so weird. <laughs> it's so funny. It looked Everything so looked weird. weird. What the heck? So basically, it's a movie. Uh, you know, it's pretty simple. <laughs> like one guy want two guys want to retire at the same time. 
They conflict about ideologies and theology. Uh, they become friendly. They do a tango and then watch soccer together at the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much the movie. But it was like, I don't know. I mean, for especially for a time like this, Lisa, you were talking about how this movie was like the most you've thought about God in a little bit. Like, what did it provoke in you the most in terms of like, the, 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 there was there seems to be like a fundamental conflict in the movie about the idea of progr- uh, of of kind of being more conservative or sticking to tradition versus progressivism because Pope Francis is someone so concerned with climate change and LGBTQ community and things like this. So what did it provoke in thought in you in this way? I think more than like progressive or conservative, just watching these two like old ass dudes talk about hearing from God, just something I was like, oh, so you're the Pope, you're like 163 years old, (laughs) and you are like, actively trying to hear from God. I don't know. I just thought that was so interesting. Because I I guess I always assumed that Pope just becomes Pope. And he's like a little king in the name of the Lord, but he doesn't really, I I don't know, I guess, because I'm in such a phase right now in my own life where I feel like I mean, maybe it just comes and goes in seasons, but I almost feel like I'm growing out of Christianity. I almost feel like I'm just every day waking up to being like, oh, was I like, was that just like a weird childish thing that I was involved with for a while? I mean, who knows? I might like circle back. But seeing those like very old, smart, fancy, silk-shoed men (laughs) talking so seriously about prayer and trying to hear from God, I was like, okay, maybe it is like a lifelong journey. Or I don't know. I thought that was kind of heartwarming. No matter what your political stance is that you would just like, still believe that there's a God who wants to talk to you. I thought that was kind of crazy yeah. and cool. No, I, yeah. I, I love that too. But also I had a hard time wrapping my head around how uh, Anthony Hopkins was, I guess, walking 10,000 steps a day. <laughs> I know. Fuck off. Have you guys there's actually no tried way. to watch 10,000 steps? It's like three hours of walking. I know. And then alone. imagine you walk at the rate that that man walks. You saw him like <laughs> waddling so slow. He would literally from sunup to sundown have to be trundling around his garden yeah. for 10,000 steps. 10,000 steps is 20 hours. He just a lot of like eating that crindle or whatever it was <laughs> fuel up on my crindle hashtag pop steps and he loves a fanta he loves the fanta he loves fanta <laughs> oh so heartbreaking i'm seeing him drink fanta alone in his room alone um, i know two old sweet men striking a friendship oh i was gonna say something about the god's oh the god's voice thing too of like I think I was also struck by that, too, of thinking like these men who have risen so high are still like trying to get some sort of like mystical thing out of God, too. Like hearing God's voice or seeing smoke or having miracles happen where you meet each other on accident or like in the same place at the same time. Yeah, I guess there is that same thing of like, oh, that's a young person's game. Like, that's what we need. And then once you mature in faith, you don't need signs as much to know that like God's faithful or he's going to show up or he's going to do something for you. Like, it it seems strange to even think that they they weren't relying on like a gut reaction or a right or wrong moral code so much as like God's intuition coming down into them of what to do. Yeah. Or I don't know if maybe this is like just symptomatic of how my faith has been. But to me too, I was like, oh, for them, it would be like using faith to get what you want. I don't know. It almost seems like you get so Christian, you become the Pope and then you basically are God. So it's like, what? what's the point of even being like spiritual anymore? Like you're, the, you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't you're know. Like it right seems weird, it. but I, I feel like I've been kind of in that headspace where I've prayed for so long for things and then you get them and then you're like, okay, I guess I don't need to pray anymore. I'm done. <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have, you feel like you've reached like a, 
a zenith with it or that you've plateaued and there's like not other ways to go. That's why I always want to be like, so I, I want to, and I probably fail, but I want to be reflective about what it is I'm actually feeling about God, because I do feel so similar to both of you probably in a lot of regards of like, okay, like, is this it? I guess I'm just saying generally, if God comes up short in contrast to people, and when yeah. we, we can hear from people in ways that we can't hear from God. And we've even talked about, like that Mercy Me song we talked about a couple months ago, where it's like, I wish I could hear your voice, but I'm a dumbass, or whatever the song was. Like, yeah. that frustration that so many people have that seems to be shared, like, throughout generations and so many different kinds of people, and even, like, King David in the Psalms and stuff of, like, where are you? I can't hear you, and kind of, like, that lament like a mark, a life marked by lament of like not being able to hear God. And that yeah. in the movie is kind of the reason that Pope Benedict steps down. He's like, I'm not coming in clear. I need a hearing aid or something. I suck at this now. So do you want to yeah, do it? Or like, I must be so off that God doesn't, can't even stand me right now. And that was so Man. torturous. Yeah, I related so much to that when he was asking the cool Pope, like, hey, so you're pretty popular. Like, how do you do it? He's like, I just be myself. He's like, oh, cool. When I be myself, people don't like it. I feel like I've been in that position so many times. I feel like I'm always like, I'll be looking at a person like, wow, like you really, you're really doing it. People seem to like you. <laughs> and I'm just like at a loss. I'm like, how do you get like them that to do that? All the time. Really? I feel like both mm-hmm. of you are very charming to people when you are fully yourselves. Or maybe I know I just like the, I the could lie. Be, if I'm like fully you. charged, maybe. But there's people that I've just, I'm in awe of people who are like that guy, like that cool Pope where, because if that was me sitting in the garden waiting for the fancy Pope to come meet me, I would just sit my ass down and stare blankly into into space. (laughs) But instead he's like, oh, I hear a whistle. I strike up a conversation with a gardener while I wait. We bond over something we have in common. I am not that person. I feel like that's a gift. Like, Kevin, you have that. I feel like you just like make friends with someone you're, yeah. Oh, that's very nice. But I just don't have the, like, I feel like I don't have the social energy to do that. And I think it gets me in trouble because a lot of people think I'm an extrovert, but I don't really know that I am because I get so, like church, I, I'll i go to church. I do not want to talk to anyone when I'm there. Yeah. I don't. Wait, is the, as a test of a fellow church introvert, the moment when the sermon ends and everyone gets up and starts talking to you, is that also pure torture for you? Uh. I don't experience that moment because I get up when it sounds like it's winding down and go to the restroom. Yeah. I've been to church with Caroline a few times where they dismiss or give a benediction. (laughs) Then there's just like a cloud of smoke where Caroline used to be and a trail going out the doors. It's too scary. And like, yeah, and Kevin's talking to like 17 best new pals. And I can't like go glom onto him. And I can't just stare at people and then they like feel like I'm pathetic and then they'll Wait, do I do a bad job of introducing versa. you to other people? No, no, no. You don't do anything wrong. It's all, yeah. And so I'm just like, uh, I'll just go. <laughs> I'm so relieved to hear you say that, Caroline, because I never would have guessed that you felt that way. Oh so gosh, are yeah. you an extrovert or an introvert? I don't know. Like I think a- I'm, I'm probably more, I don't know, probably more introvert. Like if the definition is you I think you're recharge on your own versus... Yeah, right. Being around people. I think that's me too. I think that's where it gets confusing. Because if I do have enough alone time, I'm like, I can be the mask at a yes, party. I love <laughs> the 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 paragon of fun oh. and friendship. Being Jim carries the mask. I mean, once you get her going at a party, somebody stop Lisa Gilroy. You can't. 
P-A-R-T-Y, because I gotta. <laughs> oh, God, you actually kind of look like him just then. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. Uh, really lovely music in this movie. I mean. Mm-hmm. So many, like, quotables in this movie. I was writing down whole quotes. Oh. I mean, like, damn. Give us one in your best Put that on a bumper sticker. Impression as well. The most important qualification for any leader is not to want to be a leader. Oh, yeah. That's that one of the cardinals. One. I concur um, with that. Full stop. That was a great one. Oh, my gosh. When he says, I believe that gi- giving communion is not reward for the virtuous, but food for the starving. Because the uncool pope is like trying to catch him. I'm like, you give communion to people who are divorced or something like that. And he's like, yeah, it's not for people who did did it all perfectly yeah that shit is like to me it's like oh is interracial marriage also illegal like not giving communion to people who have been divorced. i know it's so insane that's like but that's like a huge problem i the the one i've heard that's kind of similar to that caroline i've heard in some circles is like church is supposed to be uh not a museum of saints but a hospital for sinners mm-hmm, which kind of mm-hmm. gets at that same idea <laughs> In in ways that make you in a shower for stinky people. <laughs> it's not but supposed yeah, he to was be a, a cool. It's not supposed to be a bubble bath for the one percent. It's supposed to be a freaking scrub a dub public <laughs> beach shower. <laughs> a freaking scrub a dub dub. Disgusting. Um. Oh man, when he's when he said he uh, when the German guy says, "I know he's there, but he doesn't laugh." Like God doesn't laugh with him. So sad. Oh yeah, and then that was another thing too, where he was like, uh, "Don't even respond to that. I know you're not going to get it." Because I could just hear his internal dialogue being like, "Yeah, I bet God just laughs at your jokes all the time. You guys just have the best time together." Like, <laughs> <laughs> and that's you when know, I, I I relate to that jealousy. Really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why Pope Francis in the movie says, "You shouldn't be mad that you can't hear from God. You should be mad that you can't have a, a laugh with God. <laughs> <laughs> you should be sorry that I had a laugh with her, not that I had sex with her." <laughs> oh man! Um, yeah, I, I think that's so funny that both of us related to the Nazi Pope more than like the <laughs> Nazi Pope. A Nazi. <laughs> Is he a Nazi? No, he's that's not. what they call him. No, but they don't. Nate was telling me like no one kind of really knows like where he was World War Two and he was <laughs> in Poland, and so they're like, his diary hey, wait, is just question mark where, question mark. Mm-hmm. Was that the part of the movie where somebody uh, called him a Nazi? Remember when the Pope was at the yeah. pub? Yeah, okay, a couple so people. that comment was directed towards the Pope. Yeah, the the German Pope, not the cool Pope. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we don't know names. Here. Love this dichotomy of German Pope, cool Pope. <laughs> but I, I feel like I totally could be the German Pope too. And like one, like I don't know if I'm hearing from God in the right way. And like you seem to get it so easily, and people just like you, and you have this like salt of the earth, like clarity about who who matters and like how to do the right thing and when it's the right time to do something and all that stuff. It's so true. I know it's mm-hmm. horrible. I think I'm German Pope too. I'm German Pope. I made a little like CD I love of me Commissar playing Rex piano. On TV. I'd love to sign it for you. <laughs> I, I love the dog solving I crimes. Love nice shoes. <laughs> you are German Pope. I am German Pope. German Caroline. You are German Pope too. You like are raw. You like raw. That's basically the the dog show oh, he that's was right yeah <laughs> yeah going to reddit awe is the equivalent <laughs> okay please don't call it raw okay just for, just for the record it raw. <laughs> now a factual inaccuracy i found in research for this movie is uh pope benedict 
didn't wasn't into soccer. He liked Formula One racing instead. Oh, why oh. wouldn't they put that? That's way cool. Because it sounds way too fancy. Yeah, I well no, and you want that ending where they're like Formula One racing. I'm rooting for my team. Well, I'm rooting for my team, and then they're like, oh, that's so great. What <laughs> yeah, more could you great. want? I love during the tango I, I, too. I guess it it makes them more. It would the football makes him more like Argentinian, like a man of the people yeah. and everybody rallies around him. Whereas if he had made a, a reference to <laughs> formula one racing in a, in a preach, maybe no one would get it. Yeah. Oh yeah. no. I think, I think, uh, Benedict, uh, uh, German Pope oh, was into Formula oh, One. Oh, that that checks out. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, so I cool think Cool Pope, Pope was into Nazi Pope liked Formula. Hell yeah, <laughs> Cool Pope. <laughs> like, <laughs> Good <football>. grief. <laughs> oh man, well this really made an. I, was this a cozy watch for everyone? Was it like fun and relaxing oh, to get yeah. into I this movie? I cried so much. It was I really cried again, too. Yes, mm-hmm. Caroline, yeah. I would have thought you did not care for this movie. Really? Oh, yeah. I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, wow. Yeah, I was so sad that I missed it. I mean, I just obviously for many reasons had like no interest when it was going around for Oscars and everything. Like, I don't need this. But I also like movies that are like plays where people are just talking for long stretches about their big ideas. And like, it was really sweet. And it was probably not very accurate to how these real men are in like most situations but mm-hmm. I really liked the characters and how they made them and like the different perspectives and like and and how you even started to um, understand Nazi Pope and like where he's coming from <laughs> and what he, <laughs> he's like yeah why he's so burdened too and also that being a Pope is like really hard and not fun but um, yeah I, I mean it, yeah, it was really moving and special. And like, I think one of those movies that like inspires you to be good and like take care of people and to like deny being fancy <laughs> so that you can be more relatable to people. Oh, when he's like, now, no, the slippers. I don't need that, the slippers at the end. Oh, yeah, he Which said I the carnival's over. <laughs> yeah, the, oh, the carnival's over felt like the Pope version yeah. of Bye Felicia or something. Yeah, yeah like such a great. slam. <laughs> Uh-huh. But it's it was hard too to watch it and like try to put out of my mind of like, yeah, but they still are like doing all of this within the Catholic Church and like how is this only remarkable because he was a priest in the Catholic Church? Like would it be so remarkable if this guy did all this work and cared for these people if he weren't a priest? Like what does that mean, you know? Oh yeah, is it only cool because of the infrastructure with which he did that? It, it's like are we giving extra points for um, like a base action within a regressive environment yeah. or something? Yeah, like it was revolutionary there, but outside the world, that would just be like, yeah, catch being up, a really as, good yeah. person. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like a lot of the stuff he did was pretty amazing, but it's still like, just go be a therapist, you know? Mm-hmm. Just go be a therapist. <laughs> Uh, I like thought that was crazy too when the Pope died at the beginning and they just like carried his body out because uh, I went to Italy for the first time last year and they do have the body of like the like two Popes ago like fully out in the open. Oh. It's like but it's completely embalmed and behind a glass case but you can just like look at him. He's just there. Oh That's my so God. insane. I visited Canada one time and there were quite a few Catholic churches, yeah, that had like a finger or like someone's Wait, head. Wait, what? Did you, you say Canada? At. Yeah. 
like, my country you're oh i'm sorry yes i meant to say let's quickly do the anthem and um, i'll <laughs> mention my travels but yeah it was like eastern canada whoa and there was a finger in a catholic church yeah oh quite um, a few unfortunately yeah it was, you know like a lot of catholic churches have like their relics that they're built around and stuff i did not know that I've, i don't think i've oh i went in a catholic church like once I was a student teaching a Catholic high school, teaching drama, and we had to go to mass one day and I, d- I didn't even, I didn't have any idea what was going oh, on. No. And I got whapped in the knees so hard by that thing that comes down that you have to like kneel oh, on to pray. Ouch. I had no idea that was going to happen. It seemed Did like someone a s- take it down and does it hit you? Yeah, because it just, it just happened. I didn't, anyways, everyone that was ready for it. That would never happen to you at Rock Hudson Presbyterian, not Presbyterian Evangelical Church. Rock Hudson Presbyterian? <laughs> I was trying to think of like The Rock, you know, or like what Lighthouse is, Church or what whatever. This church? <laughs> we pray to St. Doris Day. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Caroline, when we don't have to socially distance anymore, do you want to recreate the scene where uh, Pope... Uh, German Pope dances with cool Pope. Yeah. <laughs> and you're German well, Pope like, and no, you're like, stop, no, no, stop, no. stop, stop, stop. No, no, I don't like it. Yeah, stop, that stop, made stop. me uncomfortable. I thought he was going to snap because he didn't even want to hug before. And he certainly didn't even want to hug really, really at the end. pushed him very far. They had yeah. pizza together. Like, give him a second to, you know, catch his breath. I know. We've done you know. pizza, hugging, and tango in the same day. Let <laughs> a man much. breathe. Too much. And he just walked through the Sistine Chapel. You know, like, he he's tired. I love the Sistine Chapel. (laughs) That part was sweet. Yeah. But also, what voice was that? Speaking of walking, sorry, I'm just all caught up on this. Like, don't stop now. Keep moving. Keep moving. Don't stop now. Keep moving. That was just... What what actually says that? That was a dumb... They didn't want to shoot insert shots of of his wristwatch or like a Fitbit. They just wanted to put it in audio, I think. I think that was just like a dumb shortcut to that. And they had to make it sound digital. Otherwise, people would be like, who's that lady off camera? (laughs) Yeah, because I'm sure that's probably how they did in the play, too. <laughs> right. What are you giggling at? Oh, <laughs> uh, just who's that lady in the camera? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I literally don't know a single soul besides my buddy who's like super into movies and sees literally every movie that saw the that's two honest. popes. And I yeah. get it. But you know what? Let's transition to our time of voting. The way this works is... We'll give it a thumbs down, thumbs down, thumbs up, or a space between. Holy toast, that means we send it to do pubs all the way. We give it the white smoke to heaven. Heaven Or holy roast, (laughs) oh no, the two of the pubs got to go to the hell. Or if we're not sure, the Catholic doctrine states that we can send them to a space between. Is this offensive? Should I cut this out? Italian rule announcer. <laughs> if you cut it out, there's not going to be any part of the podcast. <laughs> it's just the sound clips. Like, no, we'll still have that part where your cats get married to each other or whatever the hell uh, we were talking about. Oh, thank about. God. That's all you need. So, Caroline, we'll start with you. Holy toast. White uh, white smoke. I really liked it. I thought um, you were say white power. <laughs> <laughs> no. Jesus. My God. Um, No, uh, I thought it was great. And again, like the characters of these men were very inspirational and what they did and what they overcame. And um, I I also like movies like this because I'm so uh, behind on history a lot of the time that it was cool to just get like 
fresh context on like what was going on in Argentina in the 70s. I had no idea. And what happened there? And like I, Nate told me too that it even had affected his family because some of his family was from Chile and they had to move to Canada. Oh, my um, country? Yeah, your country during that time because people were just being killed like all the time. Um, so I, I liked getting that context too. And then, yeah, even just wrapping my head around a little more of like how the Catholic Church works and what it means to people and um, all the all the stuff they do. I mean, it's so insane. <laughs> it is a circus um, that I deeply respect and um, <laughs> wish everyone did the best in. <laughs> what the Yeah, hell? holy toast. All right, we turn it to Lisa Gilroy. <laughs> holy toast, brother. I enjoyed the movie. It was very fun to see that man who used to be in Game of Thrones and was very rude and grumpy. Jonathan in a very fun way. He was rude. He was very rude. He was a real grumpy gills in Game of Thrones. <laughs> the three-eyed raven. What was his name? The High Raven? The High Sparrow? The High Sparrow. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was really rude in Game of Thrones and he loved rules. And then in this movie, he was like, loved soccer and loved people. And I thought that was very cool that he was like a joke pope. He was an ABBA pope. He was a pizza pope. Um, pizza pope. thought that was very cool. And I also liked learning about history. Uh, and it brought a tear to my eye in the end. I will tell you. The only time I wanted to fall asleep and or die was when Anthony Hopkins was playing the piano and kept stopping to like say stupid shit. I was like, I'm so bored right now. Fast <laughs> yeah, that was cool when the one when German Pope did an Instagram live <laughs> in the middle of the movie. It's just like, oh, you're just dinkling on the piano. Okay, interesting. Yeah, exactly. What'd Wait, you what part of? made you cry, Lisa? Oh, um, at the end when they announced that he won. <laughs> <laughs> won? <laughs> like it's America's Next Top Pope? <laughs> well, the Pope he won. <laughs> he didn't come here to make friends and he won. <laughs> I did not come here to make of Cardinals. <laughs> no, but truly, I mean, it's weird, but it did feel like he won, did it not? Like, who doesn't yeah. want... This is what I'm saying, you guys. Everyone says they don't want to be on Saturday Night Live because it's very, like, cutthroat and not fun. Same as Pope. But everyone don't want to be a Pope. <laughs> I, we all want Am to I wrong? Be, like, no. He, he, there's got to be a part of him that was like, wow, me, this tiny guy, raised, born and raised in this small town, look at me now. I'm the fucking Pope. <laughs> wow. Like, there's got to be a part of him that was like, look at me now. I won. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, I'll give it a holy toast. Um, I really enjoyed it. I did fall asleep twice and had to rewind certain parts of it. Kevin. I know. That's usually not me. Was one of the falling asleep times when Anthony Hopkins was playing the piano? Yes, it was. <laughs> I, I was right there with you. I was like really getting pulled into it. I think maybe Hopkins just wanted to put that in. Although Pope Benedict does play piano too. But he plays like... Mozart. He doesn't just do like well, he jazzy had jazz. They said that he had an album. Yes. He had an album. So I feel like that would be a really weird thing just to make up. I would love if we gave away his album as a good Christian fun podcast uh, prize. So I'll just say, you know, dear listener, this is a movie about ideas. This is a movie about history. And really, it's a movie about friendship. So I recommend all of you hop to the nearest screen and Netflix what I think is a priceless experience and that's no lie on my part no Pope fiction if you will (laughs) Caroline closed her computer and hung up okay this is unprecedented me and Lisa will ride out the rest of the podcast 
See ya. Maybe I'll make it so like no one can. Oh no, she's she's shunning it too. No, just kidding. Lisa will stay with me. But you can give your final word on it, dear listener. Go to at Christian Fun Pod. You can give it a holy roast or a holy toast or a space between. So get out there and Pokemon go to the polls. Ballers, ballers. Lisa, I don't know if Caroline's coming back. Is it over? It's officially over. I think I think she doesn't know how to get back in, so I think it's going to be me and you closing out the show together. All right, let's do it. And something that is not at all a metaphor about how I feel right now. Such a such an elaborate joke for Caroline also to All right, let's bring it down, Lisa. All right, we're lifting ah. Oh, you feel that? That's the soundtrack to a quarantine if I've ever heard one. Mm. Now, Lisa, you've been on the show before. You know how this goes. How many times have you been on the show before, by the way? Well, not enough to know how this goes, because it gave me anxiety when you just said that, because I don't remember what part this is. Lisa, we're not here to lift up our project. We're not here to promote ourselves or to plug our own social media, as wonderful as it may be, given that we're going to be doing Dillweed on Instagram Live. <laughs> Coming soon to a screen. Oh, look, Caroline's back. Oh, Luca decided to show back up. I'm so sorry. I thought it would just, you know, put it to sleep for a second and just kick me fully out of the whole thing. No worries, co-hosts. We're in this together equally. (laughs) Uh, Blah, blah, blah. Lift up. We start with Caroline. I will lift up Rihanna's new single, Believe It. It's okay. You know, it's all we have right now. So just listen to it. Um, I'll also lift up the Washington Post TikTok. It's very funny. Oh, I've seen those TikToks before. Those are great. Thank you, Caroline, for the brief lift up. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we turn it to Lisa. I'm going to go ahead and lift up bubble baths. Uh, They're the only things I really have going on right now. It's a great way to take something that would be a 10-minute shower and turn it into an activity that can actually eat up some of the time in the endless, sprawling day. Mm -hmm. Um, Also a great way to not really ever get clean, which is uh, kind of a bad side effect, but you're just kind of in there. and You just get wet. You just don't really know if anything is skin clean. New drop. (laughs) (laughs) You just get wet. You just get wet. That's all you can do. That's all you can do sometimes. You just got to get wet. That's all, all right. I got. Where, where are your socials, though? Where can people lift you up on social media? Oh, at the Lisa Gilroy. At the Lisa Gilroy. Let's get let's get Lisa to 20,000 followers by the end of quarantine. By the end of today would be great. By the end of today when this comes out. She so, needs it today. So Sorry, Wednesday, I need it today or no dice. April 1st. <laughs> All right. Well, you can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter, and you can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere, patreon.com slash goodchristianfun. And once again, it's April, so those subscription renewals are coming up, and I'd say vote your conscience. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, Take care of your budgets, y'all, but um, we will Take care of your budget and take care of your favorite podcasters. Don't you need us now that you don't have a commute? <laughs> uh, go to uh, Apple Podcasts. You can leave us a five-star review. That'd be so nice of you. And every review you leave, we donate a dollar to charity. This month's charity is our local food banks. If you don't have one, you can always do Feeding America. 
Lisa, thank you so much for joining us on the show, friend. Thanks for having what me. What a folks. fun, what a fun Lisa. zoomy time. Take a bubble bath, cuddle up with the groom to be. And I hope you and Steve <laughs> have a nice, safe be. time and, and feel Lisa, loved. You're and my safe. cool pope. Yes. Oh, wow. Thanks, Caroline. You're my cool pope. I'm sad that we're not cool popes, but one day. <laughs> one day we'll win. Nothing but respect for my cool pope. And it's Olivia Pope from Scandal, Kerry Washington. <laughs> and there's nothing left to say except for an off pods people said. Amen. Oh, man. What song do you guys want to go out on? Uh, what about that Chow Bella, Chow Bella, Chow 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 from Two Popes? Okay, let's do that one. I'll put it in here. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Ciao. Ciao. Da da da. Do it the Pops. O partigiano, portami via O bella ciao, bella ciao, bella ciao, ciao, ciao Partigiano, portami via Che mi sento di morire That was a HeadGum Podcast